You are listening to The Ben Keats Show, where every day the objective is simple. Ben will never stop fighting the fight and lighting the light on topics that affect you every day. Howdy, everybody. Whether you're an atheist, a Christian, or whatever your faith is, I welcome you with open arms to my show today. My name is Ben Keach. This is The Ben Keach Show. Um, We are going to talk about a, a topic that probably at one point or another you've it's impacted you regardless especially living in the united states Uh, episode 26 is entitled what's wrong with christians what's wrong with christians Um, especially in how we view them this can be personal for some and i've before i kind of get into the, the the meat and potatoes of 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 the episode I should say the fish and the bread. Maybe that'd be more relevant. Before I get into this today, I want to kind of acknowledge a couple of things. Number one, we hear all of the time. I am a Christian, if you didn't know, and we hear all of the time on how Christians' behavior can sometimes affect other Christians. We hear a lot of times how, let's say you are not a Christian your view on Christians and some of the things they do can impact how you view this group of people. And so I felt like it was an important episode to kind of look into because I think regardless of your faith or your belief system, I think it impacts all of us. And so I thought there would be some interesting things that we can talk about. I would definitely encourage you to, uh, after you watch us on, on whatever platform, definitely leave some comments. Tell me where I'm right. Tell me where I'm wrong, what you'd like to discuss. A- any of that stuff, I'm open to all of it. My uh, Some of my favorite m- moments as a teacher were being around these really intelligent 17, 18-year-old kids a lot of times who were atheists, who didn't believe in, in a God. And some of them may still believe that today. Some of them may not. But... You know, just the the intellectual processing of faith and what it is and what it isn't. Is there a God? How did we all get here? Super intriguing question. So uh, that being said, let's get into the episode today. Again, number 26, what's wrong with Christians? So the first thing I think that the conundrum takes place in that Christians believe certain things, right? They believe in things that are absolute. They believe that Jesus of Nazareth was sent on this earth to 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 pay the price because our sins all humans who have sinned which is all humans except for God becoming Jesus coming onto this earth that all of those sins there's a price that had to be paid because God in his infinite holiness can't be a part of even one sin and so we all fall short And so we believe these things and then we believe that having a, the gospel message, having a relationship with Christ, that Christ atoned for the, that he makes us righteous. So there's elements of that to where if you're not a believer, if you're not a Christian, you may be wrestling with it. You may not understand it. All of those things are cool. That that's not for today's lesson. There's no judgment in this episode about where you are, what you believe, what you think. But the conundrum lies where if you believe that some people are going to heaven, some people are going to hell or some people are, you know, whatever that 
there can be an automatic part of you of like, well, we are here and you are there. And that's a mentality that has plagued Christians within the church, within society forever. This, this, and I think you're automatically going to, if you get in that frame of mind as a Christian, you're in trouble because you're forgetting how, how wicked, how far from God you are. You're not where you are as a Christian because of your own merits. You didn't do anything to earn that. So, so there's no boasting in ourselves as Christians. We didn't do anything for that. We, we found grace. We found forgiveness. We found a relationship with our creator. There's something very real and tangible about that, but there's no boasting. And so that's an important thing for Christians, because if you don't have that mentality, you're going to come across as pompous and arrogant and better than it's, it's almost like Christianity was set up for that mentality. If you think about it that way. And so how do we want to be as Christians? How do we want to be viewed? You know, a lot of times we, we all people, Christians, non-Christians like look at the life of Christ, which regardless if you're a Christian or not, regardless if you're a religious person or not, Jesus walk the earth. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus is a, was a real human being. So let's, let's not this. We're not talking about Santa Claus. Sorry. Cover your ears. Little seven-year-olds. We're talking about a, a real, a nonfiction book, (laughs) A, a real human being. Okay. And so what we, what we are as Christians is we're, we're followers of Christ and when we look at what Christ did, when Christ was shaking up the the culture at that time, it, it was it was it was an interesting dichotomy because he wasn't excusing all behavior. As a matter of fact, he came down on certain behavior, but he connected with all people, the least of these, the people that the the uppity crowd in the religious circles sometimes um, rejected. And, and wouldn't be be a part of them. And I think that's the message to us as Christians. As Christians, we look, we view the world and we should view the world in a couple different ways. We, we view the world one way in that our life, our existence on this planet for however long it is, is to be kind. It's to love. It's to, it's to be something to somebody that they need at that time, regardless of where they're at in their faith. That actually doesn't, that actually doesn't even matter. And our mentality shouldn't be, well, I'm going to do this. So they come to my church. I'm going to do this. So no, we're doing it because they're people and we love them just the same as, as Christ did when he was on this earth. That's our mentality that if we operate in a place of love for all people in that way, that's a great start. (laughs) That's a really good start to eliminate some of the problematic Christians and the one word that we that we often use with Christians who are problematic in this way is hypocrisy. That's, that's how non-Christians believe a a hypocritical Christian can push people further away from God than John the Baptist can bring them to God. And that, and that's, and that's something to really consider. So let's look at the word hypocrisy for a second or being a, being a hypocrite. So being a hypocrite you, you have to do a couple of things to be a hypocrite. Number one, you have to stand up for something. You have to stand for X. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be for something 
out of faith or it can be something else. It can be something with climate change. It can be something, whatever. Okay. You stand for this, but then your actions oppose what you stand for. Now there's a couple different ways we can look at this. So we can say, I I've said in the past that we should all give ourselves the opportunity to be a hypocrite. And what I mean by that is we should all stand for something. There's things that we should stand for. Um, if I ducktail a little bit, sometimes when parents, for instance, make certain mistakes, then they feel inadequate to impose or uh, enforce or even state that someone should live their life a certain way, even to their kids. They literally set their kids up for failure. My, your kids, it, it, whatever sins you've committed, whatever your past has looked like, doesn't take away your responsibility to stand up for truth, to stand up for right. You living in your own failures, that's that's how generational curses continue. Like you're not doing anything to help. Honesty, open it. I've made my mistakes here. I've done this, but I want to educate you, future generations, my posterity, to do better, to do different. And that that's Okay, and that was a little bit off the track, but that's that's how we view this. Okay, coming back into giving yourself a chance to be a hypocrite <laughs> means you have to stand for something, okay? Number two, when you stand for something, now if you are like blatantly, and this could go into the narcissistic realm, if you blatantly stand for something and then talk out of your other side of your mouth all the time. Like, like you're literally saying something because you, but you don't even believe it. And as a matter of fact, you act opposite. Like that's, that's, that's hypocritical on an A plus level. I'm also talking about being a hypocrite as we view some Christians as, well, you're a Christian, you stand for this, but then you're saying this. Yeah, we shouldn't do that. But guess what? Anybody who stands for anything, we do that. We stand up for being kind, yet we're not kind. We stand for helping the poor, yet we drive by him on the side of the road. Like we're, we're all imperfect in that way. But we're not wanting to use that as an excuse. We want to be, we want, we want our things to match up as best as possible. So for Christians, you have to understand if you're going to call yourself a Christian, there is going to be some added responsibility to you. If you have trouble loving and caring for people, you know, your faith is going to be, what is it? I mean, aren't you who and what you are as a Christian because Christ loved and died for you and you can't do this. And so we, that being said, I'm going to do another podcast episode on a different time. What's wrong with non-Christians because, but when it comes to Christians, be careful, be cognizant of your actions, of your heart, where there's, where, where you struggle with love or tenderness or forgiveness or grace. When you struggle with some of these things with your kids, with your friends, with people you don't know, pray about it. It's something you got to work on because just know there's people waiting for you to look like a phony. And the best way to not look like a phony is to truly and genuinely love and care for people. Okay. Um, the answer to this issue is humility. You know, I've, I talk with my dad a lot about, um, you know, like different, like Calvinism and, um, you know, like, uh, if you're, you know, born, um, like if God chose you in advance or, 
you know, just the whole like predestination, all these kind of big theological words that he knows way more than I do. And I would argue sometimes with him um, about some of it. And I learned something, though, from his position on some of these issues, which I'm not getting into, but it's, it's okay. What I learned is that humility, like when we view ourselves and I use the word wretch, when we view ourselves as we truly are, man, I mean, go back to, go back to, you know, go back to my, some of the stuff we talked about with the relationships. Like, yeah, I've screwed up. I've done stupid things. I have fallen so short. I am, the second I think I need to brag about myself, the second that I think I'm, I'm, I'm up here, I'm this type of parent, I'm this type of whatever. I need to always be somebody, please knock me off my pedestal. I want to go through my life. And again, this goes against us because we want to inflate our egos. We want to think of ourselves sometimes as better. And I actually think we're, we're too far in our society. I, I want to be honest with who I am and who I am before God is a sinner who has fallen short. I am nothing to brag about. I am nothing to come into um, pointing the fingers out. You're doing this wrong or you doing that wrong. It's really, I'm way far from having this mentality, but it's, it's already, it's, it's helped me. It's helped me to look at people in a less judgmental way. It doesn't mean that sin is less than a sin. I didn't make the rules about what sin is or what sin isn't, but I but I were I was told the rules that I'm supposed to love my neighbor, I'm supposed to care for people. But I also need to to be more Christ-like means I need to understand that I want to I need to know right from wrong. I need to know how I'm supposed to live my life. It's not enough just to say love people. I also want to be in a, I, I also want to call a spade a spade. And, and, and I want that black and white part of my personality where this is right or this is wrong. But I would like to have this huge heart that loves people and doesn't inflate anything about Ben. Um, and that's all of those things are sometimes tough and sometimes they're tough for Christians and, and people are watching. Uh, let's go to our uh, parenting advice and a song for today. The song today is one of my uh, one of my favorites. I'll, let's actually do that first. Uh, the song is by an oldie but a goodie, a guy named Steve Camp. And Steve Camp was one. I think I actually did one of his songs earlier, but Steve Camp was one of these 1970s, 1980s Christians. And you know those Christians back then, it wasn't so feel good all the time. It was like that's a sin, that's wrong. It was very. But there was some good into it because it was, a, it was a challenging way. We're challenging you to live a certain life. It wasn't so, you know, sometimes you go to churches today and this, this modern Christianity is just trying to be so cute and pretty and neat and nice. And I have to connect it with your life in every single way. And, and Steve Camp, who actually is a singer, now a pastor, was just boom, like more of a little bit of a fire and brimstone guy. And so I kind of like that edge. I, I like people to call me out when I need it, you know, and, and he was kind of like that. And so he did a song called stranger to your holiness, um, stranger to your holiness. And I'm going to read a couple random lines of the song and it so relates to me. Oh God, why is your peace so hard to find? How often do we struggle with finding that peace? Oh Lord, your ways are not like mine. Like, I am not thinking that I'm just on this magical, perfect path. Your ways, my ways fall short. My paths, I go the wrong way. 
I want to go your way, but I'm not even going to put myself for a second on your plane or, or where you're at. And the last line I really liked, oh, Lord, you deserve every part of me. And and I always like in any worship song in church, just the the any time there's any type of connection to I want every aspect of my life to follow you. And when I when I fall short, I want, you know, the Holy Spirit to remind me of of how and what I need to be like, because the closer I get to you, the closer I get to you. And I think about this, the closer I get to God. The end of the sentence is, I see I'm a stranger to your holiness. It's like, wait a second. The closer I get to God, the more accurately I view myself and I see how far away I am. Even that mentality for 2023, it just doesn't, it's not, it's not all wrapped up in a pretty package tied with a bow. There's like some scratches on that. It doesn't feel right. That's why I like it. I like that. It's just brutally honest, I feel like. And so I love that song. You know, my 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 parenting advice is just is kind of following the same the same mentality is that you know, even ties into the helicopter parenting episode that we did last week. It's it's this um let's be let's be honest with how we are. Like that's, that's a sin to your eight year old. That's, you know, God and, and really speak to our kids in the same way. And, and, and this doesn't mean we're, you know, taking the Bible and thumping it over their head. It's, it's, it's not about that. And it's not about some, some angry, um, top down approach about how much they suck. And that's not what this is about. What it's about is being honest and being the 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 best way to be honest like sometimes any good pastor does boy i struggle with this this is tough for me i'm up here preaching but this is so hard for me like and that's how we speak to our kids ah, i i i know what the bible says about this but this is sometimes hard and it's okay that it's hard for you too we're going to pray about it we're going to we're going to we're going to talk to the Lord about like, we're like, we get it. Cause what you're wanting to teach your seven year old is, is what they're still going to be doing at 70 because they're not going to ever reach the, they're not reaching the top of the peak until they go get to go spend eternity with their savior. And so that's my, that's my thoughts for, for the kids and parent kind of relationship as they walk through some of these things. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to episode 26 subscribe, share, like, comment, all those funky th- sort of things. Get your tick get your kids on TikTok. TikTok's exploding right now. And it's a, it's if you're not on TikTok because that seems like a, just like something that happens in a clock, then ask, "Hey, follow this. Follow this guy." Cuz you know, our attention spans are short. They get little 10-15 second clips and you know, maybe there's something that will relate or resonate um to them. So feel free to do that. Thank you so much. I am humbled and honored when I hear people tell me that they listen to every episode. It literally makes my day. I, you, you do, we do, I do these things and I just kind of disappear into my other life, you know, and I, I sometimes even forget that people are listening and I, it, it really is honoring to me every time someone comes up and tells me that. So have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye. 
thank you so much for listening. Let's keep the conversation going. You can reach out on Ben's website, www.benkeatshow.com or on social media to chat. And please remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. 